You're listening to Speaking Stellar Girl with Terry Tkachuk, an interview series that inspires women to live their most stellar life. Terry is the co-founder of the Stellar Girl Movement, and she is sitting down with women all over the world to hear about the key moments in their lives and how they live boldly, compassionately, and ultimately became a stellar girl. Welcome to Speaking Stellar Girl. I'm your host, Terry Tkachuk, and I am thrilled today to have Megan Hawthorne joining me. Meet Megan, also known as the Belle of the Budget, is your online mid-sized best friend. She shares everything from fashion and home decor to behind the scenes of a teacher life. If you're looking for adorable style finds with a dose of unfiltered real life, meet Megan. Thank you so much for being part of our Stellar Girl community and welcome to Speaking Stellar Girl. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Fantastic. I'm so thrilled to you that you're going to be part of our Stellar Girl community. I mean, your Bell of the Budget page and your blogs at, you know, samename.org are so real. Like, you know, your intro said, like you are just so authentic and real. And I love that you show yourself in every light, talk about our bumps and our lumps and <laughs> everything that goes on with women. Um, and I just so authentically stellar and I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's important for me to be as real as possible. I think that, you know, there's enough people on Instagram who are curating perfect photos and perfect filters and making their life look perfect. And that's not what you're going to get with me. I mean, hopefully it's positive, but it's also real. Yes. 100%. So let's talk about your try on Tuesdays because I love that. Um, yesterday you were wearing like this graphic Van Halen tee. Um, I think I have way too many rock and roll vintage tees, but you can actually get a lot of really good ones at Target. Yes. Oh, Target. Target's coming out with them. My favorite place is Urban Outfitters or vintage um, tees that are just nice and long. I'm also 5'11", so I'm very tall. So that length is like so key for me. (laughs) But um, yeah, love a good graphic tee. Do you still wear heels at 5'11"? When the occasion calls for it, it's like weddings, anniversary, stuff like that. I will. But honestly, I didn't wear them so much growing up that I have a hard time walking in them. Um, so <laughs> usually put those aside, but I love a good, like heeled booty or something like that. Kind of more of a casual type of heel, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I, I love heels too, but I just find they're, I mean, they're just not as practical. I mean, yeah. you gotta, I, I love, I love that we can wear our sneakers with our skirts now. Like that's like my favorite, like little high top with a maxi skirt or like yes. a little cowboy boot. And I know you're a hat lover too. Oh, I'm a big, yeah, big boots, white sneakers and hats. Like that is my, that is my jam. That is your <laughs> jam. I'm not wearing one today. <laughs> I know. I kind of, I, I, I always want to wear a hat on these, but you can't because then it shadows our faces. They got to figure yeah. out some way to be able to take really good pictures. Well, your pictures actually, you can see your face. Apart. I don't know. Maybe you tilt your hat backwards. I need to learn some more tips from you. Yeah, it's definitely angling towards the light. (laughs) So I am so excited today because you are a teacher and teachers, la la la, like need way more hype, way more praise. And you guys do such an incredible job, especially during the challenges of last year. Um, My mom was a teacher for 33 years um, in high school. And I am so thrilled that you're a teacher. So how did you get from being a middle school teacher 
to becoming this mega influencer and blogger? Share your story. (laughs) You are too kind. Um, So it actually started before either of those things ever came about. I was stuck in a marketing job that I was miserable in. I decided that I wanted to switch careers to something that was fulfilling. I always wanted to be a teacher. I come from a long line of teachers, but as you always hear growing up, teachers are severely underpaid. And so in my little head, I was like, oh, well, I can make more money doing something else. Um, Well, after miserable job after miserable job and not as much growth as I was hoping to see, I decided, you know, once you get to a certain age that it's far more important to feel fulfilled in your career than to be working towards a paycheck. If you are waking up every day excited, you are already winning the lottery. So I decided to pursue my teaching credential. um, And at the same time, I decided to start blogging. (laughs) Real life, real life. Fantastic. Have him join you or her. (laughs) Um, I, um, I, so I started blogging because teaching, getting my teaching credential was going to take longer than I expected. And I was still stuck in a miserable chapter. So the other side of that is I am 5'11". I'm a size 10 to 12, a large, I have followed bloggers as long as Instagram has been around. But every time I would shop from them, their stuff wasn't fitting me. The things that they would recommend just didn't fit my body type. And I felt like I needed to follow someone who looked like me or was shaped like me. And I couldn't find anyone. I could not after searching for, I mean, probably weeks, I found a few tall bloggers, but no one with a little bit of a curve. And um, my friends encouraged me to become that person for other women And I have a background in social media marketing, so I knew kind of what to do to get started. So I just started posting photos of my daily outfits where me as a tall, curvy-ish, mid-size girl shops and um, the followers just kept coming. I think that they resonated with finding someone to follow who looks like them. So the blog was birthed out of misery in my job, but also a dire need online for more women that looked like me. And And here we are today. And that is absolutely fantastic because it is, it is very true. Our, you know, people, young girls, especially see all of these women on Instagram with these perfect shot photos in the greatest light. And they're all, you know, a size zero or double zero wearing sample sizes. And that is so not our reality. And I love that you're, I mean, you're Dallas based. I mean, you love a good outfit. You love, I don't don't know if you wear your hair big, but everything in (laughs) Dallas is so fun. And, and you bring that to your Instagram as well. So it's, there's a lot of fun that you have just like, you know, you, you post mostly in the evenings because of, of your day job and how busy you are at school. But I mean, you do find like these incredible pieces and you look amazing. You look absolutely amazing. I will say it's been very beneficial taking photos and finding your angles. (laughs) Anytime a girl messages me and is struggling with, you know, her self-confidence, I'm like, I know it sounds weird, but start taking more photos of yourself. Practice your angles because that person who looks good in the good angle photo is still you. You are that person. I think we always 
focus on these photos that look where we look terrible. And trust me, for every good photo you see on Instagram, there's a thousand more that are terrible. But I think that there's something to be said about actually getting used to taking photos of yourself and seeing yourself in that better light, you know? Yeah. And talking to the mirror too. I also yes. like, you know, talking to yourself because you're talking to your phone all the, you know, often on stories sometimes mm-hmm. or like through a mirror and it's like, you, you got to practice that too. It doesn't just, you know, happen and, and how you hold your phone. Cause so many people like have two phones set up and yep. I'm like, I'm like, I don't have time for this. No, no, no. <laughs> I have my phone and what you're shooting, like what I'm shooting with my phone is exactly what you're seeing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's, I used to have two phones way back when, and that was not going to cut it. No, yep. <laughs> not enough time for that. So let's talk yep. about, okay. Not just your, your fashion sense. Cause it's super cute and darling. And I love what you wear and all your, like, you know, your weekly teaching outfits is just, it's just awesome. But you also are really into home decor. First of all, I can see how cool and fun your home is. Yes. <laughs> and you know, you just like, I was watching your reels and you were like updating your kitchen. So not only are you like fashion and style savvy, you love to decorate. Yes. It's not something that I feel like I always knew about myself. And honestly, I could say about style too. Growing up being the tall, super, I mean, I was super skinny back then when I was growing up faster than I was growing wide. Um, I didn't really have good fashion sense. It kind of came later in life. And that's the same with my home decor, you know, growing up before you're in a home of your own, being able to make those big changes on your own, you just don't really know. And I have loved playing around with different decor items and kind of marrying different styles. I feel like my style of home is a little bit of that like coastal light and airy vibe mixed with a what I would call a modern farmhouse. I don't like it to look rustic, but modern. And that's why, um, I don't know if you can see behind me, but I have a black shiplap wall back here. Yes. Um, so that's kind of that modern style, but with shiplap that is more, um, farmhousey. I don't even know that shiplock. I need to learn that word so I can, Yes, that is awesome. And I love your antique mirror too behind you. And it's just fun to decorate and you can decorate like I don't know about you, but like, I love me a real good home goods day. Oh yes. Yes. And and then I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all these things. And you end up buying so much more than, you know, you end up going for, you go for one thing or you don't go for anything at all. Just because you feel like looking if they get in on Tuesdays. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yep. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I love a good home goods because I always try to focus on affordable or even DIY type of stuff that you can do around your home. This is me and my husband's first home. We are first time homeowners and we've kind of been put through the ringer a little bit um, with bad luck after bad luck with piping and walls and all of this stuff. Luckily, I found out post home purchase that my husband is very handy. Awesome. <laughs> Thank goodness. Awesome. But I am, but because of all of these things, you know, we are always shopping and designing and decorating on a budget. So everything that I do, whether it's style or home stuff, I really try to find things that are going to give you a big bang for your buck. Because you can. And I think people just, you know, don't realize that you can get like such amazing, amazing items. You know, as we talked about Target, Home Goods, TJ Maxx, like you love Urban Outfitters. We don't all have to shop at, you know, the high-end places to look and feel good. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I feel like my target hauls is what kind of catapulted me on Instagram. 
um, in the beginning stages was that I was sharing how to style these pieces that looked a lot nicer, the way that you style and pair them Mm -hmm. with other items in your closet, but you know, it's targets, everything's under $30. So I am, I am all about, you know, finding things that flatter your body, but also flatter your wallet. (laughs) Heck yeah. Well said, very stellar. So what, what do your, um, students think of like, do they follow you on Instagram? Do they check it out? Do they like, (laughs) Oh, Miss Hawthorne, like, do you like, show me how to do this or teach me how to do that? Or do they think like your life is like completely like, who is that person? (laughs) Um, so I taught eighth grade for a while. Now I'm in sixth grade. My eighth graders who are all over social media definitely would try to follow me, but I would block them right away because I like to keep things separate as long as they're my students. Okay. Um, you know, I want them to be able to just see me as our teacher and respect me, but they do always come into school, like complimenting my outfit. I've learned lots of new lingo from them when they'd walk in like Miss Hawthorne, like your fit. And I was like, my, my what? <laughs> my outfit. <laughs> oh, oh, got it. Okay. Oh. Um, and they've helped me when I was hunting for a pair of these really cool Nikes that I love. Um, the kids actually helped suggest some shoe websites because the Nike website kept getting sold out. And one day I was so frustrated and I was like, you guys, I'm trying to get these Nikes and they keep getting sold out. And so actually a few of my students knew some off-brand websites where you could go shopping for that kind of stuff. So they're, they're already very stylish and cool, but I think that that kind of just my interest in it bonds us a little bit and seeing a teacher who looks put together and is wearing, you know, graphic tees, but with a blazer, you know, marrying things that they've maybe never seen a teacher wear before, um, in a cool way in their book. Um, it, it, I think I, it earns me some clout for them for sure. I, I absolutely love that. That's, that's fantastic. Do you have a favorite subject to teach or because you're obviously middle school sixth that you were at eighth, um, you know, is there something that you're more passionate about? Like you like, you know, are you science math based? Yeah. Are you English sort of social studies? Yeah. So I am an English teacher, always have been. Um, that is my bread and butter. It was my favorite subject growing up. That's what my credential is in. But as far as uh, English class goes, you have reading, writing, and grammar. And I love all of it, but writing, probably no surprise, is is the love of my life. Yes. Um, hence the blog and all of that. So I love teaching writing and kind of honing in on the skills that they've already learned and just making them richer. That's kind of how I describe it to them. I always cringe when I make a typo. Like I'm like, Oh my God, I have to go back and edit that. I'm like, Oh, how did I, but then when you're typing everything on your phone or posting on your phone, you're just like, Oh, like, and you can only reread it so many times, but you're like, Mm -hmm. I gotta fix that. Cause it, it, or in emails too, it drives me crazy. Yep. Yep. You know, and the texting stuff is actually coming into play in the classroom as well, because kids are forgetting ending punctuation or capital letters and that the letter U is not appropriate when you're talking about how are you doing in an email or in a paper. And so I actually have used a lot of text connections, texting, um, what's the word I'm looking for habits to help try and teach my kids. For example, one of my girls um, wrote a whole paper without a single punctuation mark. So no commas and no periods. So I was like, okay, this this entire paper could be really good, but I don't know where each sentence ends and starts. 
And she wasn't really understanding where those punctuation marks belonged. So I tried to, okay, let me approach this from a different direction. And I told her where would, if this was a text message, when would you press send and then start another one? You know, when would you start blowing up their phone? (laughs) And um, it, it resonated with her. She totally got it as soon as I said that. So she was able to be like, okay, this is where I would press send. I said, okay, then add a period there. And slowly but surely we were able to build her skills using what she knows from texting, but making it English appropriate. Oh my gosh. See, I'm a, I, my, I was bilingual. So I am bilingual. Sorry. But I, yeah. I learned French before I learned English properly. So my spelling in English is just a disaster. Like I'm constantly asking Suri how to spell something because I'm like, yeah. And I always get stumped with like decision. I'm like, I don't know why that word is just like, is just anyway, it's this sort of little yeah. thing. So <laughs> let's talk about your blog and how like you marry your Instagram and your blog together and how many blogs do you have time to write? Yeah, um, I will definitely say that Instagram is more of my bread and butter. Um, blogging, is the, the actual website takes a little bit of a backseat uh, during the school year just because I'm so busy. Um, but those, those blog posts are the ones that are either frequently asked questions that I get or things that I know kind of will stand the test of time items that you can come back to a lot. That doesn't matter if I posted it three years ago, for example, um, one of the DIY projects we did in our kitchen was I, I hand painted our counters. Mm -hmm. Um, and it sounds crazy. There's a whole kit. It comes from a company. I had seen their Instagram and really liked how, but our counters look like marble now and they look legit. I've had friends with, you know, $40,000 kitchens come in and say, I couldn't even tell the difference. Um, and yeah, so those are the types of projects that I'll mostly write about and put, put on the blog because you need to explain it in more depth than a highlight video series can kind of capture really. Um, and I'm a very wordy person. So when I'm explaining something like that, I feel like it belongs better on the blog, but Instagram is really where I share my daily outfits, what I wear to work every week, which my community absolutely loves seeing new work where I think everyone gets stuck in their head Mm -hmm. that if you're going to work, you have to wear slacks and a boring blazer. Um, well, you know, add some camel colors in there. It's not so boring. And, you know, instead of doing slacks, yes, (laughs) my high top Converse that I wear all the time. Love it. Um, my fun Nikes. Yeah. Just, um, Instagram is more of my creative outlet. I feel like it's, you know, I share on stories, my daily life, what I'm up to, the things I'm buying sales. Um, and I also try not to use filters. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like I mentioned earlier, um, there's enough perfection online or perceived perfection. And I'm trying to be real and relatable. And that was a recent decision that I made was, I think I'm going to stop using filters on myself because after a long day of work, do I look as phenomenal as these filters are making me look? Absolutely not. And I don't think it's fair to other women out there to hold themselves to that standard. Like, why don't I look as good as her coming straight home from work, you know? So Um, it's definitely more of that, like fun energy, connecting with the community, real life type of page. 
And it's, and I, it, it definitely screams that. And I love that you're like, why do you think you're mid-size? Cause I think you're perfect. Just the way you are. You are Megan size. You are stellar girl size. You are, you were not measured by our inches. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So I actually, it, I think I had like 1000 followers on Instagram. I was just starting out okay. and a girl started following me. And at that time it was such a small community that I was able to reach out to everyone. And I asked, how did you find me? And she said, oh, I saw, um, you, you were, your name was mentioned on a Reddit thread asking for midsize bloggers to follow. And I have never, that was the first time I'd ever heard the word midsize, but midsize nowadays is typically anyone between even size eight to, I think it's 16 or 18. Okay. Um, it's this middle ground where you're not like a petite or I say regular size, but you're not plus size. You're somewhere in the middle. I'm curvy enough that I can't fit into some of the stuff that my size four, size six friends wear, but I'm certain, but I'm also not plus size. Um, and so midsize, I guess was born. It wasn't a term that I came up with, but, um, I'm happy to embrace it and yes. show people that it's okay to be something that's not model size. <laughs> exactly. And there's only, you know, there's only 4% of women that don't have cellulite and I'm definitely not one of those 4%. For Same sure. sister. <laughs> and so like, I feel like I, you know, we all need to like these bathing suit pictures that we see on so many pages. And it's just like, no, like that's not at all. First of all, they're probably getting professional videos taken or they're using Facetune or something like that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, you're in the sun. Uh, you're going to have something. Yeah. There's going to be some shadows on areas that you don't think is so flattering. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I think that's, you know, people diving into boats looking like they just, you know, jumped off a commercial is just not, oh, yeah. you know, what we need to see as young, as young women that you're influencing as well. And so yes. I think that's, that is just so incredibly important. And I just, I, I love the fact that you, you know, talk about so many different issues um, and so many different relevant issues these days. Um, but let's talk about how we can better celebrate women now, because the world is just sideways and, you know, how can we better champion each other and make life fun again? Yeah. And I always keep in mind my students, you know, they are the generation who is growing up in this world that we're creating. They're going to make change or they're going to be stuck with the changes we were not able to make. Um, so they're always in the back of my head, everything that I do to try and embrace our bodies. I think that we need to see more women of normal sizes of normal bodies. That's bruises, cellulite, a little extra fluff, you know, that's what I like to call it. Um, after COVID and all this stuff and holding ourselves to realistic expectations, not un unmeasurable or unneedable expectations. Um, I think that we need to see more of each other embracing ourselves and embracing one another. I think that it all starts with just being kind and empathetic to everyone and not and an understanding that we're not all built the same. So we're, of course, we're not going to all look the same, you know, and why would we want to, that would be so boring. <laughs> exactly. And I love how you dress for your body type. I mean, not everyone, I mean, you love fashion. You, I mean, it's obviously one of your passions. And so 
but you know, we can all dress really fun. If we, you know, have a bigger bottom or thicker thighs, we can still like, okay, maybe we don't wear short shorts. Maybe we wear a crop top because our, you know, and then it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, and I love that. That's super fun. So what brings you um, joy, Megan? Like what makes you smile in the morning? What makes you, Oh my gosh. Tell me what brings you happiness and joy. Cause it's still a girl. We're all about celebrating and yes. we've got to have some fun. And I don't know. What do you do for fun? Um, well, first thing that makes me smile in the morning is having a job that I love. So I would encourage anyone to follow that passion, follow something that makes you happy. If you're spending more hours of your day doing something that you don't like than doing something that you do, something's got to give. Um, whether that's even maybe volunteering somewhere that makes me happy after work. I, I feel lucky every day that I get to spend my day with these amazing kids and hopefully make their life and their day a little bit better. Um, and then I also love, love, love baking. I call it my free form of therapy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell me what's your favorite thing to bake. It has to be my mom's chocolate chip cookie recipe. I have shared that on my page. Actually it's saved, I think to one of my baking highlights, but, um, they are so good. And I actually, mm. I, it's a joke. Um, I would hope that they didn't hire me for that reason, but I did tell in my interview to my administration team when they're interviewing me for my job that I currently have, that I am an amazing chocolate chip cookie baker. And they said, okay, well you bring us those <laughs> every day. The job is yours. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't happen every day, but I do like to gift them to um, our staff and just kind of brighten their day. But man, following a recipe and seeing it end up perfectly. I just, you know, you can't do that much in life. Life doesn't have a recipe, but baking does. So somehow it is very therapeutic to me. And I also um, grew up in Southern California. So I'm a big outdoors beach girl. Um, I love going on bike rides. My husband actually just surprised me with the most beautiful white bike that makes (gasps) me so happy. Does it have a basket? It has a basket. It has a little bell. I love that. I love a good basket. Yes. And we live right by a, uh, a little pond. So we'll go and we'll load up our dinner and just do a picnic out there just to get outside, get outside of our normal routine, reconnect. Um, like, as you mentioned, I'm a, I'm a teacher and a blogger and I have lots going on. So every now and then it's nice to just sit back and breathe and put your feet in the grass and just chill out get some fresh air, get out yeah. into nature. We all need more of that for sure. Stuck behind our computers and our, in our offices. Yeah. Yeah. That we do. That yes. we do. But those, those are just a few of the things that make me happy. My friends and family make me happy. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Enneagram, um, but it's a personality test. I am a two, which is called the helper. So everything that I do tends to be for others and okay. um, trying to hone in on what they need. And I rarely put myself first. So sometimes just taking that time with just my husband and I, or just to myself, whether it's baking or going to bed early for once, um, those things are important to me, but mostly because I pour so much into my friends and family, like 24 seven, but I I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, they're right. Well, you also have to drink while you pour. 
Yes. You You cannot pour from an empty cup. (laughs) Right. So you just, you got to keep on, you know, filling your, your own self and your own care um, so that you can continuously give to others. And I love that. And I love how you support and champion and empower women. Um, You are a stellar girl teacher, and I'm so excited um, for, for you to be part of this community. And thank you so much for joining us on speaking stellar girl and sharing your journey um, with all of us here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be a part of this community and to keep celebrating one another or celebrating one another. And um, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell icon to be notified of new episodes. To learn more about the Stellar Girl Movement, please visit us at StellarGirl.com.